Pat Gray, who was just incredible on and off the field uh, today. Pat, how do you feel? Ooh, I'm spent now because yeah. that was... <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was quite a show. Yeah. Quite a show. Quite yeah. a show. It was three uh, hours of solid action. Yeah. It and, really was. Uh, we only got hit in the face mask with the ball a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, like which, three or four. Yeah. But that's it. Jeez, but, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, some of the commercials. Uh, also, on today's uh, podcast, we told you about um, a woman that has uh, just been arrested and tried as a 95-year-old in a Polish court, but she was tried in juvenile court. You have to hear that story and uh, and how it connects to something that I honestly thought for all weekend was a parody, something that was satire, something that was trying to make an opposite point. But no, it turns out it wasn't the op-ed piece. So what do we do with all the Trumpites that live <laughs> next door? You don't want to miss the second of today's show. On the Fourth Amendment, Pat, do you remember? I, the third, of course, is not quartering soldiers. The Fourth Amendment <laughs> is Fourth Amendment warrantless searches. Warrantless searches? Yes. Uh, That's what I was just going to say. Fourth, fourth <laughs> Amendment is the right against warrantless searches of a person's home. Uh, it is one of the, I mean, it's number four. Um, it's one of the things that really set us apart forever. We have been set apart in 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 many places. Have you, have you seen the movie uh, or the uh, series Criminal? No, it's a it's a really good show. I, I think it's from uh, Great Britain. At least the first one I watched was from Great Britain. Then it Netflix. Was, yeah, Netflix. And mm. then there's a version from France. Germany and Spain oh. and uh, so and they're different stories uh, and different actors in different countries obviously uh, and I was watching the one I think from Spain and I'm like what you can't oh crap you can do that in Spain same in Germany where they, they do things the police do things you're like ah uh, they can do warless me? searches and oh all that. it's crazy yeah. what's an amazing do. protection it really is so now the Supreme Court is uh, looking in to see if that really is something we should worry about. <laughs> so before a police officer or any other governor official can enter your home, they have to show a judge that they have probable cause that they will discover specific evidence of a crime. This was because the king and this is what the Stasi did. This is what the KGB did. This is what all of the Marxists do. Mm -hmm. um, they just go into a house and they say, we know they're hiding something. I mean, look at them. We know they're hiding something and they'll tear your house apart and they'll do it sometimes just to harass other times uh, because they really think that they have something on you, but it doesn't matter in the end. And they can come into your house at any time. Now, there are some exceptions to this right. I wasn't aware of this. But it makes sense. The exceptions are police officer looks through a window, sees a person about to stab another person. Can the officer go in and stop the attack? He doesn't have a warrant. 
Yes, because there's a probable cause, right? Yeah, it's, I would say extreme that's probable circums- cause yeah, or extreme, extreme circumstances. circumstances, and it mm-hmm. is it falls under emergency <clears throat> aid. Yep. Uh, and extreme circumstances. So if somebody, if the officer looks through the same window and sees somebody collapsing from a heart attack, they can go in and help. They can go in and help. And neither of these, the court have ruled, violate the Fourth Amendment. However, there is something else called the community caretaking exception. Originally, it comes from a case in which police took a gun out of the trunk of an impounded vehicle without obtaining a warrant. The Supreme Court held that there was a community caretaking exception to the Fourth Amendment's warrant required because police perform community caretaking functions totally divorced from the detection, investigation and acquisition of evidence relating to the violation of a criminal statute. Stop it. Hmm? That's ridiculous. That's insane. I mean, you, you're their completely negating was, the Fourth Amendment uh, there. I know. Their case was this is an abandoned car. Wow. And uh, you can't just leave a gun in the car. Mm. Okay. All right. Now, in the first two exceptions, uh, you can understand it. This last exception is not limited to an immediate emergency. Okay. That's just, mm-hmm. I'm just performing a common good. Okay. Uh, here's the new case. Does this apply to a person's home? Remember, they found a gun. Sure shouldn't. The court has announced that they're going to hear arguments next month on a case that presents this issue. In the case, Mr. Kenny... Kenelia or whatever was arguing with his wife and melodramatically put an unloaded gun on the kitchen table and said, just shoot me now and get it over with. He didn't threaten her with the gun. It was unloaded. He put it in the center of the table and said, just shoot me now. His wife in this argument called a non-emergency number for the police who arrived The police disagreed whether uh, the husband was acting normal or agitated, but they did convince him to take an ambulance to the local hospital for an evaluation. Police didn't go with him. While he was on his way to the hospital, the missus told police that her husband kept two handguns in the home. The police decided to search the home for the guns without obtaining a warrant. Now, the missus did consent to have the police search their home, but it was legally negated because the police lied to her and said, oh, your husband said it was okay for us to search and seize all of the guns. That wasn't true. So they located the two guns, seized them, and he sued for the violation of his Fourth Amendment right to privacy and his Second Amendment right to keep handguns in the home for self-protection. The First Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the federal court just under the Supreme Court, uh, sided with uh, the police. The court wrote, at its core, 
Community caretaking doctrine mm-hmm. is designed to give police elbow room to take appropriate action when unforeseen circumstances present some transient hazard that requires immediate attention. Remember the elbow room clause? Oh, oh I, that's just right. It's right with a good yeah, and bloody clause, yep. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding the core purpose of the doctrine leads uh, to the conclusion that it should not be limited to just motor vehicle context. Uh, threats to individual and community safety are not confined to the highways. <laughs> wow. You couple, so, you couple that with the civil asset forfeiture situation that's going on that's kind of similar. That no one ever seems to talk about. That nobody talks about. And it's one, I think it's one of the most critical problems we face right now, uh, freedom-wise. Uh, $29 billion in assets have been stolen from people over this, the last 14 years. In case you don't know what that is, this comes from a Reagan law, the RICO Act, wasn't it? I think it was. Uh, yeah. When they were trying to get mobsters and they couldn't get they couldn't get the mobsters and because they, they had all this wealth and everything else. So the RICO Act, you could go in and you could take their assets and hold them and then when they were trying to work it out could, later. Yeah, you'd work it out later or you'd sell them if they went to jail forever. Um, and it was a cut through the Constitution. It was a reasonable-ish cut. I don't like cutting the Constitution. Ish. 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 It's a big-ish. Yeah. And it's, it's a much bigger-ish now. Yeah, yeah. Back then, it was like, well, we've got, you know, the Gambino crime family and everything else. It always, trouble always comes when you go, yeah, but. No. Right. No buts. No right. buts. Because down the road. Yeah. These are the things that happen. So now civil asset forfeiture, if you're just driving in a place and they happen to see cash, you open up your glove box and you have, a, you know, a thousand thousand dollars in there yeah, or a thousand dollars of cash. You just have cash, you know, like it's from a bank. They take it. They take it. They can and they can legally take it. Uh, and, and keep it and keep it and you're and like you're not charged with anything you're right. not charged with any kind of crime you just lost your ten thousand dollars or in some cases much more than that there right. was a guy in utah pulled over by the utah highway patrol who lost five hundred thousand dollars took that all the way to all the way to the supreme court the supreme court eventually told him you got to give it back and as of like a year ago, I haven't heard that. I, I haven't followed up on this, but he still hadn't gotten it back. Probably because they spent it. Yeah, probably. Did. These are the these are the towns, and this is going to get much worse as we go into an economic recession or depression. These towns are using this to survive. They can't write enough tickets, or they don't have enough income tax coming and they, in. It fights the drug uh, lords is what they claim in Texas. Well, that's right. that's money that's valuable to fight against the drug cartels. Well, I'm sorry. That's not your money. You, that, that's no excuse. You can't have that. That's not, that's not yours. That belongs to a, an American citizen. And there's no crime with, with carrying cash on your person. There's no crime. You can do it if you want. Uh, yeah, but a reasonable person wouldn't. <laughs> right. A reasonable right. person wouldn't have $500,000 in cash. That's, that's true. And that's what they say. That's true. They, I mean, people are, if you're traveling with cash now. If you're traveling really with anything and it is suspicious, but so what? Well, if you if you had the cash and you took it from the uh, from the bank, mm-hmm. you keep you have to keep the keep bank. The, oh, keep the statement. Receipts. Yes. So you know that it came out of there. But even that doesn't doesn't say doesn't you. save you. Yeah. Even if you have the receipt of where this cash came from, 
it still doesn't save you. And they'll do this at airports. They'll do this on highways. They'll confiscate people in everywhere. highways in Texas that are stopped yeah. all the time like that. All the time. And it's, it's not good. And it's happening all over the country. You know, when people say, what rights have been violated? Well, that, that would be one. Uh, warrantless uh, searches. That That's would another. be another one. Li- mm-hmm. Notice this one is lying to the police. So they were lying to the police. And the court still said, yeah, but they can they can do that because extenuating circumstances. I mean, they were looking out for the cop. They were right. lying. They lied about it. It's the same thing with the FISA court. The FBI lied to the FISA court to give to suspend all of Donald Trump's team's civil rights, all of them. You, yeah. you had no privacy. They were listening. It was wire. Uh, it was uh, warrantless. All of it. That was the start of the whole problem. Too. Correct. And it was based mm-hmm. on a lie. And if they, if they can do it to him, the president of the United States, what do you think they're going to do to you? And as I saw this case, I thought, boy, this is something the left has got to be funding. The left has got to be pouring money into this court case. Who is even arguing that case? Because think of what can be done to your rights if you lose the Fourth Amendment. Mm. It's completely gone. You're not accused of a crime. They didn't have to go to a court and you find police officers in your house and you can't say, where's your warrant? You just have to take it. Boy, that is not America. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So here it is. What can you do about the Trumpers next door? I'm quoting now. Oh, heck no. The Trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway who seemed as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked. And they did a great job. How am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? Now you're thinking, hmm. Okay, that's a joke. Right. Of course, on some level, I realize I owe them thanks. And man, it really looks like the guy backdrag the driveway like a pro i mean but how much thanks i'm still quoting (laughs) these neighbors are staunch partisans of blue lives how dare oh my gosh police officers yeah oh my that's what they do oh that's what they do they believe they support them yes they do um they do they do Mm. and there aren't a lot of anything other than white lives in the neighborhood oh are you white because i mean you moved in so if you moved in and you're not white well mm, they didn't seem to have some sort of a process to keep people like you out now did they if you are white that's your problem why didn't you buy that and give that to a minority or why didn't you not buy that and go find someplace that was more diverse this is also kind of weird back in the city people don't sweep other people's walkways for anything hezbollah the shiite islamic political party in lebanon 
also gives away things for free. Okay. Yeah, they're just like Hezbollah. So we, we've mm. we've we've gone from they plowed my driveway to I think they're members of Hezbollah. <laughs> the favors Hezbollah does for people in the cities probably don't involve snow plows, but like other mafias, so now Trumpites are Hezbollah and a mafia. Hezbollah tends to its own, the Shiite sick, elderly, and hungry. They offer protection and hospitality and win loyalty that way. They also demand devotion to their brutal us-versus-them anti-Sunni cause. Some of us are family, the favors say. The rest are infidels. I think when the guy was putting on the snow plow to, to plow out your driveway, I think that's what he was thinking. Uh-huh. We're family. Yeah. Up here, up here in the mountains in a getaway. We're family, and I'm going to plow this driveway, and next I expect you to kneel down to a giant golden statue of Donald Trump as we slit the throat of babies. The same is true to Louis Farrakhan. Okay, so now it's uh, political um, uh, Hezbollah, mafia, and Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, who currently helms the Nation of Islam, while the Southern Poverty Law Center classifies him as a dangerous anti-Semite. By the way, the Southern Poverty Law Center is a pile of crap. It -hmm. is an agenda organization run by the left. But they define him as a dangerous anti-Semite. Much of his flock says he's just a little screwy and unfailingly generous to them. Okay. When some again, if you just joined us, I'm reading from a serious op ed in the Los Angeles Times. When someone helps you when you're down or snowed in, it's almost impossible to regard them as a plight on the world. In fact, you're more likely to be overwhelmed with gratitude and convinced of the person's inherent goodness. You might end up like the upper middle class family I stayed with in France as a teenager. They didn't attend a citywide celebration for the 100th birthday of Charles de Gaulle, the war hero who orchestrated the liberation of his country from Nazi Germany in 1944. They did have several portraits of a Nazi collaborator on their wall. When I screwed up and found the courage to ask, how was it during the occupation for you? The lady of the house replied, we were happy because the Nazis were very polite i was in tears i bet i bet uh i mean here you are staying at yet another white family's house uh and they turn out to be nazi collaborators (laughs) but i'm trying to figure out exactly what that story has to do uh with the guy who just plowed your driveway as if it wasn't offensive enough that you that you call him in a public space, the guy, I mean, if he reads the LA Times, you don't think he's going to know I'm probably the guy who was plowing the driveway? This is your thank you? You called me a mob member, a member of Hezbollah, or a Nazi collaborator? Wow. (laughs) All from plowing the Plowing the neighbor's Mm -hmm. driveway. Without being asked. So when I accept generosity from my pandemic neighbors, acknowledging the legitimate kindness with a wave or a plate of cookies, 
Am I also sealing us in as fellow travelers who are very polite to each other, but not so much to them? Loving your neighbor is evidently much easier when your neighborhood is full of of people just like you. You think maybe that's why you get along with everybody where you live in Los Angeles. Maybe that's why you can't find a conservative at all in New York City because you all just congregate and you all think that you're right and there's no room for anybody else's opinion and so you just brutalize them. You know, because in that scenario, we're the them. My neighbors supported a man who showed near murderous contempt for the majority of Americans. My neighbors supported a man who showed near murderous contempt for the majority of Americans. Okay, what are you doing? You, you're, you're taking half of the country because they supported Trump and you're saying they're Hezbollah terrorists, mafia members, or Nazi collaborators. Well, gee, I can understand because I wouldn't want to bring a piece of pie to one of those guys. Don't you understand? That's exactly what you're doing. You have almost a murderous contempt for half the country. They kept him in business with their support. But the plowing... On January 6th, after the insurrection, Senator Ben Sass issued an aw shucks plea for all Americans to love their neighbors. The United States, he said, isn't the Hatfields and McCoys, this blood feud forever. And he added, you can't hate someone who shovels your driveway. At the time, I seethed. Why? I got really great advice from somebody last week. I said, uh, going to family therapy uh, for, oh, I don't know, a thousand reasons. Mm, Most of them, uh, coincidentally, have the name of my children attached to it. But uh, so I go go to the, the therapist and he said, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to I want you to ask, Okay, so what how how did you get there? And I said, okay, and then they'll say this, and then they'll say this, and then they'll say this, and then I just want to punch him in the face. And he said, well, the punching in the face thing, and I said, I'm kidding. And he said, yeah, I know. I'm writing it down, though, too. Soon the government will have access to these. Um, He said, I want you to, whenever you find yourself getting really upset, stop. He said, because that's you. That's not them. That's you. And you're upset because of something you believe or something that you think, and it's a challenge to you. And this is the way we all feel. We feel as though our country is going away and no one's doing anything about it. And our rights are about to be lost. And so, yeah, I get a little tense. But if they're not feeling that, and you are, You are not going to be able to even listen to them once you start feeling that way. He's like, you have to get control of what's inside of you and separate that when you're in these conversations. That's really good advice. Mm. Really good advice. So he says at the time of the Capitol, I seethed. 
That's in you, man. That's in you. And it was in me, too, because I felt these people were taking away our country. Now, what's weird is I felt that way during the riots all summer long. So I'm consistent. You're not. You should ask why you seethed then and didn't seethe seethe, uh, a few months ago. He said, I see the Capitol had just been desecrated, but maybe my neighbor heard sass and was determined to make a bid for reconciliation. Maybe your neighbor didn't like that. Maybe. Have you thought of that? Your neighbor didn't like that because if your neighbor was a Trump supporter, I know a lot of Trump supporters. In fact, I know a majority of Trump supporters were like, that's not cool. Stop that. I know I was really angry. I seethed. And why was I really angry if I have to examine that? Because I knew dopes like you would classify everybody on the right as somebody who backed that. And gee, guess who's right again? So here's my response to my plowed driveway for now. Politely, but not profusely. I'll acknowledge his kindness with a wave and a thanks, a minimal start on building back trust. Notice that person next door has to build up this guy's trust. Mm -hmm. The the Trump supporter has all the work to do. You just have to tolerate them. Do you ever think that maybe the trust goes both ways? The lack of trust is going both ways. You ever think, see, this is what kills me. And, and I am guilty of this myself. I have adopted a new phrase in my life. And I've got a few of them. Question with boldness, the very existence of God. For if there be a God, he must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. The other, um, there are many things I believe that I shall never say. But I shall never say the things I do not believe. And the third one I just forgot. Don't forget, hire the vet. That's it. it. Jeez, I I just forgot this one. Yeah, it's. uh, Oh, it's this. It's this. The only thing I'm certain of. Is that I'm not certain of anything. That's it. If we could just adopt that. The world would be a much different place. Because everyone is certain of the truth. Everyone. Marjorie Taylor Greene was certain that Q was real. Well, no. Now, did she really change her mind or not? I don't know. AOC is certain her point of view is the right way to go. We have to stop being certain of things. Because honestly, tell me, you don't trust anything, right? I don't. So what could you possibly be certain of? Instead of just tolerating, I'm not ready. I'm quoting the article. I'm not ready to knock on the door with a covered dish yet. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Maybe you should go to them and say, you know what? My turn. My turn. And it's not just bringing you a covered dish. Could you come over for dinner? Because I just I just want to get to know you. How? How? You were a supporter. Don't try to be right. 
Don't try to win. Just try to understand. And I will bet you that you will find a lot of common ground. And it's going to be hard. Because I know it would be almost impossible for me. I might have to get up from a dinner with you, the author of this article. I would probably... I would probably just just say, I've got bad diarrhea. I got to get up from dinner about every five minutes. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Just to go out and breathe. But I'd be willing to do it. And I'd be willing to listen and not try to win or not make a list of things. Yeah, but then you. But how many people are willing to do that? Very few. Very few. And that stops us from actually seeing the things that we do agree on. Oh, wait a minute. You know, you were telling me the other day you you were really upset about this. Did you read this story about this? If you're talking to somebody who's willing to go down that journey with you, I can guarantee you they didn't know that story. Because I've done this with many friends. They don't read that we read much of their stuff. They read none of ours. Patience, deep breaths, and stop being certain that you are right. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Did you hear that uh, Iowa lifted all restrictions on COVID uh, two days before the Super Bowl? They were like, okay, enough of this. Enough of this. Oh. And so they lifted the restrictions, which I, I think is mm-hmm. uh, pretty amazing myself. Uh, there's, also, there's also another story that I, I find um, uh, interesting. If you, read, if you read the whole story, um, the headline is Supreme Court lifts California worship bans pr- uh, prompted by coronavirus. And you're like, hmm. Hey, finally. Hey, finally. So that's Mm -hmm. over. Uh, No, no, No. read on. Uh, Perhaps the most surprising aspect of the Friday night ruling, the new justice, Amy Coney Barrett, whose conservative Catholic views drew suspicion from many liberals in advance of her confirmation last year, declined to grant the churches the most sweeping relief favored by her most conservative colleagues. Have we lost Amy Coney Barrett already? Jeez, I hope not. Have we lost her already? Gosh. Justices Neil Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas would have granted all of the church's requests, lifting the singing and chanting bans and barred Californians from enforcing a uh, 25% capacity limit that applies to many indoor facilities. Okay, so that's what that's what Cali- that's what the churches wanted. Uh, only two of the justices said yes to that. Um, they went for a middle ground. Um, which says you have to treat the churches just like you would treat anybody else. So mm-hmm. when you say this is a business and you can do this with the business, then that applies to the churches and only that. Well, that doesn't, I mean, businesses, they're not really included in the Bill of Rights. I don't know. I mean, that, that might be, is that is that 2B? <laughs> I'm not sure. No. Uh, no, it's not. It's not there. Okay. Uh, what's, what's a little dis- disturbing, uh, for me is, uh, Elena Kagan's dissent. 
Under the court's injunction, the state must instead treat worship services like secular activities that pose a much lesser danger. The mandate defies our case law, exceeds our judicial role, and risks worsening the pandemic. In the worst public health uh, crisis in a century, this foray into armchair epidemiology cannot end well. Um, Hang on just a second. Really? What she's saying here uh, is... Uh, the applicants bore the burden of establishing their entitlement to relief from the singing ban. Uh, in my view, they didn't carry out that burden, at least not on this record. Even if a full congregation singing hymns is too risky, California does not explain why an e- a single mass cantor cannot lead worship behind a mask and a plexiglass shield. That's Gorsuch writing this. Well, Kasich, Kasich in, in her, how do you say her name? Kagan. Kagan. Kagan mm-hmm. in, in her ruling and the dissent said that it is not the role for the, uh, for the, um, for the Supreme Court to get involved in state issues. That's why she didn't want to rule on it. She thought it was dangerous. Mm. And she also thought that it should be the local governments that made the decisions on these things. <laughs> really? Because I agree with you on that one. That's, that's fantastic. Now, this one happens to be a constitutional amendment question. Right. Which, which you guys are supposed states to states must follow. Yes. So, so you've got to yeah. answer that one. Right. But why, don't, why aren't you staying out of everything else? Unbelievable. 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 So it's still 25% capacity at California churches, yes. and they still can't, can't sing. sing. We've been singing for, I, I don't know, six months probably. Have to wear the mask, though. Yeah, do have to wear the mask, which is hard. Yeah. 45 straight minutes is about my limit. I'm well, coming out of my skin by then. Well, by the way, I want you to know, um, yeah, they... Um, Iran has had some, you know, some of the vaccines have gone through and uh, uh, the, the Ayatollah um, told his social media, don't go near any of those who have had the COVID vaccine. Um, and this is a this is a big deal, um, because if you remember, uh, I think it was Mahmoud Ahmadinejad when he came to the U.N., he mm-hmm. explained that. There are no homosexuals in uh, in Iran. Right. 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 Well, the uh, Ayatollah now is saying that those who have had the covid I'm quoting, don't go near those who have had the covid vaccine. They've become homosexual. Oh, wow. All of them. Uh, Everybody who's had the vaccine. He he didn't say he just said, don't go near anybody who's had the covid vaccine. They have become homosexuals. So. uh that's interesting interesting is this a plot by the gay uh organizations to make us all homosexual what does what does r say about this r yeah he was he's the guy who followed up from q 
I think he's next in line, isn't he? What did R say about this? Or S or T? He said, he said R said, R said what? that uh, yeah. they're using the same chemical that's turning the friggin' frogs gay. I knew it's it. It's the same I chemical. He knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, they put that right in Man. the vaccine and they're doing it to us as well as the Holy frogs. Cow. I'm sorry, I'm drawing the line. I'm not going to do it. Not that there's anything wrong. With that, with, with gay frogs, well, no, I'm for or, gay frogs, or gay people, whatever, gay clerics, right? Whoever, I've got myself an opposite sex person uh, that I'm sharing my life with right so now. So you're not going to get the COVID vaccine, right? Right, man, yeah. that was a close call. We <laughs> could have really been sleeping was. together by the end of the week. Thank you, Ayatollah. Wow. <laughs> Leave it bad. to the Iranian. You know what? We need to start <laughs> negotiating with these guys. Right? Seriously. Let's get a treaty going yeah, with them. Maybe leave them some cash on a runway right. somewhere. Because <laughs> these guys, <laughs> they know what I mean, doing. we wouldn't have known about how COVID makes you go gay. No, we would not. <sighs> if not for them. <laughs> so, good thing Joe Biden is in, is in charge now. What are your thoughts on the vaccine? Do you want it? No. I've, I've already you know? had it. Well, that's I've true. Had, You've had the. Yeah, I've had the vid. Yeah, you came down. You had the vid. I had the. You're vid. a survivor. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. I want a ribbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what color would my ribbon be? Because green. I think that's something to do with being drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, brown, but there is no problem with that with COVID. It just has to. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a milky white because of the stuff you cough up. Maybe that's it. I want a, <laughs> I want a milky white ribbon. I didn't realize that as you coughed a, up milky white as stuff. As a survivor. As okay. a survivor. Um, yeah. So mm. I have that going. So don't please don't even talk to me about COVID because you haven't been there, brother. No, I have not. You have not carried that I have burden. not carried it. You were not there. Mm-mm. You were not there. And well, I we were never all, to be this, there. This was, this was my generation's Vietnam. <laughs> and World War Two combined, combined, combined. Wow. At the same time, can you imagine fighting World War Two and, and Vietnam, Vietnam at the same time? At the same time, like no. lay one country over the other. That You're seems... in Germany and Vietnam at the same time. That seems with like an a lot. old gun and a new gun. Wow! Helicopters were freaking the Germans out, <laughs> but uh, that's the kind of war it was. That's the kind of war it was. Yeah, and I. But you survived it. Whew, Nevertheless, I yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore because okay. I'll wake up with night sweats uh, right. from it. Um, anyway, we have the uh, we have the Hippo Awards that are coming this week. Now, these are the first ever Hippo Awards. Can we get a shot of the very lovely? This actually was expensive. It's, uh, uh, but it is a uh, it's a Hippo trophy. And by the way, Hippo is spelled with a Y, not an I, uh, because these are the uh, first ever uh, 2021 uh, awards to to give recognition to the biggest hypocrites. In our society mm. over the last year. And uh, and where do we even begin? Where do we even begin? The nominees, are it's endless. And the Academy has had a very difficult time uh, voting. And quite honestly, I have seen some of the results and there's not enough minorities on there. Uh-oh. So we might have to just, you know. Yeah, revisit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the Academy mm-hmm. is looking really racist. Right. You couldn't find one you couldn't find one hypocrite that was black? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so the uh, Hippo Awards happened this week, and I've got a couple of new people to add to this. Uh, apparently, Nancy Pelosi, you know, uh, should be fined $5,000 because uh, she has broken her own rule, 
and walked around the metal detectors to get into the house. Oh, my gosh. That was such a big deal to her. Well, she was. But it's not her. Right. I mean, yeah, she's if in you were the. Right. Let's see, let's see. Let me just. May I please? Because yes. I've watched enough may. Columbo. Okay. I'm not a detective, but I am a doctor mm-hmm. and I'm a doctor that has watched Columbo and other like murder. She wrote when I was younger. So I know uh, would the killer suggest that you put a metal detector up? No, 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 no. That's what a killer wants you to think. <laughs> they want you to think. I'm not the one carrying a gun because I said I'm going to put the metal detector in. I'm going to get away with this. But she was caught walking around the metal detector. Now, how safe do you feel? Not at all. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. the call is coming from within the house. (laughs) Uh, So she's uh, she's got uh, that one, uh, which I think is uh, beautiful. I like Chris Murphy. He came out this uh, weekend. And he said there's no comparison between comments made by Maxine Waters and other Democrats and the comments made by Donald Trump. And I have to say, he's right. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> he's exactly right. He is exactly right there. And, and how do you mean that, Stu? I mean, uh, Pat? Uh, uh, I think the comments made by Maxine Waters are much, much worse. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. So uh, we have a couple of people. We have Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, we have uh, uh, Omar. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar that, are, that, okay. are, that have been promoting a conspiracy about, you know, how there are tours given around. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, f- floated the theory that Putin played a role in the Capitol riot. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Congressman Cheryl uh, claimed some of the uh, some of her Republican congressional colleagues had led people through the United States Capitol last Tuesday on what appeared to be a reconnaissance mission. So we got a lot of them uh, there that, uh, you know, they're all saying, hey, you can't believe Q. You can't believe Q. But maybe R is calling them. <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis with the USPS, uh, Taylor Swift and the conspiracy. Remember, they're all against conspiracies. Right. So the, looking at all of these, these are the people that would be for greatest uh, hypocritical action uh, taken uh, on the cause of uh, of conspiracy. And boy, this list just goes on and on and on the hypocrites. And for for them to say, oh, you know, let me tell you something. There is no way these things uh, these don't compare at all. As Pat said, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just take Chuck Schumer. A year ago, Chuck Schumer stood on the steps of the Supreme Court in front of an angry mob and said, if this court takes this action and they don't rule in the way he wanted and they don't rule. Well, there is going to be hell to be paid and they don't have any idea what's coming their way. Now, you might say that that was a threat, but the Supreme Court would be more balanced, right? Well, John Roberts, in a very rare uh, exception, came out to issue a public statement that day and said rhetoric like that puts our security at the Supreme Court in Mm. danger. 
It has to be condemned and it must stop. Now, Chuck Schumer is is leading the band here. Really? Hypocrite or banana republic show trial? Na, 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 na.